2: A promotional fee has been paid by the sponsor of this program for its editorial content. Statements, views, and beliefs expressed by the sponsor do not reflect those of WOKV or Cox Media Group. In the House with Ken and Jared is brought to you by Universal Roof and Contracting. Our Ask the Expert weekend continues
3: with In the House with Ken and Jared. For all your questions on roofing, siding, and home improvement, call 340-1045. Ken and Jared at Universal Roof are ready to answer your questions. In the House on News 1045
0: WOKV. Good morning. Welcome. That's right. Another edition in the House your home improvement questions are answered right here right now my name is Jared Malik I'm a host of this program I own a business it's called Universal Roof and Contracting Uh, throughout the week we help people with their roofing, siding and window needs and then every weekend come in and answer your home improvement questions love for you to be a part of the show Uh, what you have to do is give us a call 340-1045 again 340-1045 if you're shy or don't like the sound of your voice on the radio, or you just don't want to talk, uh, you can email me a question. Uh, you can do that uh, through questions at universalroofjacks.com uh, or questions uh, uh, at inthehouseshow.com. Either one of those will get right to me. Uh, I will read it live on the air, and then I will answer uh, that question. Now, throughout the week, uh, as I said, we help people with their roofing, siding, and window needs, uh, but uh, I can answer lots of Uh, home improvement questions, even outside that. Uh, I've uh, been a contractor um, for a number of years. I've owned this business uh, since 1993, uh, so 23 years or so, Uh, and I've been doing a home improvement show for about 19 years, so I would uh, love for you to be part of the show. Uh, I am a licensed roofing contractor and a licensed general contractor. I also have a residential contractor's license and a building contractor's license, so I have four state uh, certified. Uh, contractors' licenses here in the state of Florida. Uh, any type of home improvement question is okay. With uh, as I said, my business has a tendency to focus on roofing, siding, and windows. But really, any type of home improvement question is uh, is really okay. Number to dial: three four zero one zero four five. Again, three four zero one zero four five. All right, let's um, let's see. Let's go straight to the phones. Why not go straight to the phones? Uh, Let's talk to Dan on the south side. Dan, how are you today?
4: Hey, I'm doing good.
0: Good. How can I help you?
4: Yes, sir. I uh,
3: have a neighbor that's getting a new roof, and he said that he got it through uh, like a wind damage or something like that, so he's not having to pay anything unless it's an upgrade or something like that. I'm not sure how something like that would work, but do you know anything about it?
0: Yep, uh sure do. know a lot about it. So, um uh, well first of all, there's no such thing as a free roof. Uh, so that is uh, uh uh that is a misnomer. Or that that uh, uh isn't uh, isn't something. Uh but we have had a number of um uh, small windstorms, as well as larger windstorms, as well as hailstorms, come through. You know different parts of the of the Jacksonville area, um, and you know the the thing is, is that the roof is out there taking the weather all the time, and so there there uh, uh, I've seen numerous roofs uh, here in this area, in the Jacksonville area, uh, that have sustained storm damage, and. Uh, storm damage is typically uh, something that an insurance company would pay for and so if you have missing shingles, um, uh, if we look at part of the life cycle of a roof, uh, pieces of it flying off are not part of the normal life cycle. So that actually, if pieces have flown off or been torn as a result of wind, uh, that is wind damage. And now if the roof is repairable, Uh, If it's in a condition where it can just be easily patched, uh, then the insurance company theoretically would pay for that. Uh, If it is damaged to the point where it can't be patched or if the roof is in a condition, so let's say that it's brittle and you can't separate one piece from another, then in that case, uh, the insurance company would typically pay to replace the roof. The way that it works uh, usually is that there is a deductible of some sort, so five hundred bucks a thousand bucks twenty five hundred bucks, uh, whatever the deductible is. Uh, uh, so whatever the value of the roof is, so let's say it's a $10,000 roof, uh, if the deductible is $1,000, then the insurance company would write you a check for that $9,000 as opposed to the 10000 You would pay the $1,000, uh, to the, uh, to the roofing contractor, and then the insurance company would pay the remainder, the $9,000 to the insurance comp, to the homeowner or to the roofing contractor, and then the roof would be replaced. Um, so but, but, if the roof doesn 't have storm damage, uh, then obviously the insurance company wouldn 't be responsible for it so uh, so it is a thing, um, but uh, my recommendation would be uh, most homeowners e- even if they got up on the roof to look at it wouldn 't know what is storm damage and what isn't um, wind is easier because there's missing pieces or there's torn pieces hail which we've had a, a, a number uh, of hailstorms here in the area uh, it's harder to tell um, uh, with uh, with hail to the untrained eye and so I would recommend that you have a roofing contractor look at it first uh, somebody local somebody that you can trust of course we would you know be honored to come out and take a look at it uh, our business, Universal roof and contracting uh, we 'd be honored to come out and check it and we 'll tell you like it is if there 's no damage we 'll tell you if there is then we'll we 'll um, work with you with the insurance company we 'd actually meet the adjuster o- out there and go over it and The way that we work in that is that you, we don 't charge anything to the homeowner uh, for that service, but if the insurance company pays for the roof, uh, we expect for you to use us. And um, uh, your cost would be the deductible. Any upgrades you decide to do, so let's say that you decide you want better shingles or better vents, the insurance company doesn't have to pay you for anything better, all they have to pay you for is what you currently have, and then uh, the third thing is any hidden damage that the insurance company doesn't pay for, so many times uh, policies exclude wood rot, so if you have wood rot, many times the, the insurance company won't pay for that, but otherwise, whatever the insurance company pays, that's what we would do it for. So okay. that's that's kind of how the process works. Okay. All right. All right. And what's the name of your company again? Sure, it's Universal Roof and Contracting. Everywhere and where you located? Uh, uh we're on Phillips Highway. Um uh, is where we are. Um okay. but our office number if you if you want it is 647 3907 again 647 3907. And um, our website, if you want to look at us, is universalroofjacks.com. Super. All right. Thanks, Thank you, brother. Sir. Good luck with that. All right. If you want to take his line, number to dial here, 3401045. Again, 3401045. All right. Let's go to Sandy at Atlantic Beach. Sandy, how can we help you?
5: Uh, yes. I bought a home that has Pella windows. And I have two um, large uh, glass sliding doors, and they're not really closing right or sealing. Um, they seem to be kind of off the tracks. Is that something that normally Pella um, warranties or that I just need to have somebody come out and try to fix them?
0: Uh, I would always – well, first, a couple questions. How, um, how old are the windows and doors? Do you know?
5: I'm not sure. The house is 20 years old. Okay. Um, but I'm not
0: sure how old the, the windows are themselves. Um, so I would take uh, many times uh, uh, there are certain things that are under warranty uh, with manufacturers and there are certain things that aren't. I probably won't talk specifically about uh, – that manufacturer's warranty, but whenever you have a manufactured product, I think it's a good idea to to check with that manufacturer and see. Uh, there are still a number of of Pella uh, Pella dealers in this area, so I would contact uh, them just to see if they would. That is something that they would cover under warranty. Most manufacturers of doors, though, uh, do not cover the um, the the rolling part of it for an extended period of time. Um, the exclusion to that is uh, Renewal by Anderson. Uh, They actually have a a really good uh, warranty that covers Almost everything uh, it 's renewal by Anderson, uh, which if you end up having to replace uh, the you know your your windows or doors, I recommend that you use renewal by Anderson, but in this specific case, uh, I would contact uh, that manufacturer and uh, chat with them about it and see what it is that they would uh, what it is that they would cover and then if not, you can many times just replace the individual rollers uh, there are a number of companies that that 's what they do is just to Replace the individual wheels. Debris and stuff gets in there, and over time, they uh, they don't uh, close as well. There's some, uh, or they don't roll as well. There's some. Uh, there's some. Been new advances in in uh, sliding or gliding doors where they uh, where that doesn't happen as much now. But uh, especially 20 years ago, was uh, it was a pretty common problem. So, but yes, yeah, I would.
5: Like the, um, it looks like the tracks kind of even rusted a little bit.
0: Hmm. Yeah, so that's um yeah, that's a larger that's a larger issue. Are you close to the uh close to the beach then? Yes. Yeah. So that's probably a larger it's probably a larger issue. I would contact um that manufacturer. If they don't help you, uh then I would recommend that you call renewal by Anderson. Okay, thank you. All right, thanks. Good luck with that. If you want to take her line number to dial here is 3401045 again 340 340- 1045 with your home improvement questions you can also email me a question if you you can do that through the website universalroofjacks.com uh, for more information uh, you can email that or you can go to our website uh, for the radio show which is in the house all right let's go to madeline in arlington madeline you're in the house how can we help you hi
4: thank you for picking up my call good morning morning. i called two weeks ago regarding my mirror that i want to put wall to wall on the exterior wall which is a concrete block i think you may remember it and you told me i can do it but you told me i need a sealer a certain kind of sealer to put outside of that exterior wall to prevent the moisture from penetrating because I'm afraid of mold and mildew, but we were short in time because it was the end of the program. May I ask what kind of what kind of material and what kind of a sealer do I put, or on the outside of the exterior wall
0: that I want to put the mirror? Sure. Well, the important thing is is that it's that is that it stops moisture. So, what's going to determine the the brand or the style is what is on there. So, uh, a lot of times you can um, you can just use an elastomeric uh, paint, uh, which not only works as a as a um, uh, as a decorative paint, but it also is a moisture barrier. Uh, so, uh, elastomeric would be fine uh, if you have. Um, Uh, Is it brick, or is it stucco, or is it siding, or what's on the outside of that wall?
4: Nothing but paint. It's concrete block, but nothing but paint on it.
0: Okay, so so you can actually see the lines in the block, correct?
4: Correct, correct. Okay.
0: Yeah. So I would just go to the um, – What uh, you can go to any paint store uh, and let them know that you want something – you want a paint that is also going to be waterproof. Let them know exactly what it is that you're doing, and they'll recommend with that specific brand uh, which which paint to use. And then the other thing that I want you to do is down at the ground level – I I don't want you to just paint all the way down to the ground. I actually want you to pull that pull the ground, pull the dirt, pull the grass mulch away from the house a little bit, so that that way you're going a few inches below the grade and paint. Clean that area first, and then paint all the way down to a little bit below where the dirt is, uh, so that that way don't you don't have moisture wicking up from down at the bottom. But I would just go to the paint store, let them know what it is that you're doing, and that you want a, a a paint that is also waterproof, and they'll tell you with their specific brand which one that is.
4: Oh, you beat a dear heart. One quick question, if I may ask, because you're such a dear heart. Uh, This is an old house. They made the carport into a family room. That's the one I'm not working on. Mm -hmm. They have air duct with the air going in, but there's no return, Mm -hmm. and it's 17 feet by 9 feet family room, Right, but there's no return. How they, uh, I want to enclose it with a door so my mm-hmm. cats won't go into that family room. Right. How how big of a, a return or does it need a return for the air to go out? You know what I mean? You need a return, I, I assume, yeah. because if yeah, you I mean- put a door in the way, there'll be no return.
0: Right, yeah. I mean, cool air will only go in at the same rate as you can pull the air out. So, so yeah, a return would. De- I definitely recommend installing a return in that area. And so, it's gonna, um, it's gonna be dependent on uh, how much air, the size of the ductwork that is actually going into that area. So, it, the best thing to do is just call an air conditioning company, have them come out and take a look at it. The biggest problem that we find in in like in a situation like this, where it was a carport that is now turned into a into a family room as many times there's no access in the attic area to be able to get to that area to install a return that's usually the big because a lot of times that's it's lower slope in that area where the pieces of of roof structure come together so that would typically be a concern that we would have is that you can't actually get to it. So sometimes what they would do is build get as close as you can and then build a chase uh, or a soffit in the room next door and then cut a hole into the side wall area to get a return in that way. But you are correct, you definitely need a, if you if it if there's a closed door, you need a return in that in that section. Now, it, even when you install a door though you still want to leave space down at the bottom so that the air can transfer from one part of the room to the other interior doors you still leave a gap down at the bottom so air can transfer but the the more rooms you have returns in The more efficient and the better working your air conditioning system will be. So, thank you for that question. That music means we need to take a quick break. We come back, more home improvement talk. You can give me a call, 340 1045. You're listening in the house. Hey, hey, welcome back in the house. Your home improvement questions. Are answered right here right now, number to dial three four zero one oh four five again three four zero one oh four five as you can tell we can answer all types of home improvement questions here I own a business universal roof and contracting, so have a tendency to focus on roofing siding and windows uh, in my business and what work we actually do but uh, home improvement questions i 'll try my best at most of them i've been doing a home improvement show for about nineteen years now, and so uh, uh, a lot of questions I can answer. Not all of them, uh, but a lot of questions uh, I can answer. I've been a contractor uh, a very large portion of my life. So let's go to Irene. Irene, you are in the house. How can I help you?
1: Uh, good morning, sir. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I had replaced some plywood about three feet all around my two sheds because they kind of were, not all of them were rotted on the bottom. I had it done about 10 years ago, and now it's done again. But my problem is he also put on a different kind of plywood he said would not rot. But my problem is he put the wrong kind of caulking, and even in a week it's still like putty. And when I had my place uh, pressure washed, he knew about, about it, and he said that has to come out now. How are we going to get that out of, you know, on the top so it wouldn't, the water wouldn't go between the piece of plywood and the original wood? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: How can we get that out? Does it just have to be scraped out or is there a chemical or something we can put on that to get rid of it?
0: Yeah, I mean it probably have to be scraped out. So let me ask you so you had rotted siding uh on you know, plywood siding probably called T111 is probably what it was. Uh, along the bottom edge they cut out that old uh wood siding and put a new piece in. Now, did they you're saying that they just caulked the seam of those two? Did they not put a piece of flashing or metal in that area to tie the two together? No. Okay.
1: That's what he should
0: have done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the, we never want to rely on caulking to keep water out. We we want caulking to be there as a supplement, you know, to to kind of tie the two pieces together. But we don't want to rely just on caulking. So this is a common problem uh, here, is where the right along the bottom edge, you get the splash back, you know, as the water runs down, it gets on the ground, splashes back, and gets on the on the wood, and so it rots along that lower edge. Well, when you cut, if you do just a repair, like what you're talking about, where you just cut out a portion of it, then you do a horizontal cut line uh, above where the rod is, and then you install what's called Z-flashing. Z-flashing is uh, a piece of metal that is shaped like a Z, and so what it does is a piece goes behind the old section, uh, the the section that you didn't remove, and then it comes down, comes out further than what the uh, the new piece of wood is. You tuck that new wood in behind it so that as the water comes down the siding, it's what's called shingling, meaning that the water is going to go from the Top area down to the bottom area and not get in behind. It's called shingling. So you want a piece of Z flashing in there, not caulking. But now that you have that issue, um we, we have to take a quick break here. When we come back, I'll finish answering that question. Line open for you, three four oh one oh four five. You're listening in the house on News 1045 W O K V.
3: weekend continues with in the house with ken and jared for all your questions on roofing siding and home improvement call 340-1045 ken and jared at universal roof are ready to answer your
0: questions in the house on news 1045 wokv welcome back in the house your home improvement questions are answered right here right now my name is Jared Malik. I own a business, Universal Roof and Contracting. Uh, throughout the week, we help people with their roofing, siding, and window needs. And then I come in and answer your home improvement questions. I always enjoy spending my Saturday morning with you. Appreciate you tuning in to the show. Love for you to be a part of it. The number to dial, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. You can email me a question. It's questions at universalroofjacks.com. Also, questions at InTheHouseShow.com. And if you miss any part of the show, you can uh, go on to InTheHouseShow.com. You can look at uh, tips, tricks, uh, other uh, information, InTheHouseShow.com, uh, uh, all kinds of um, uh, tool, uh, um, uh, tool reviews. We get different tools and then review them uh, and uh, all kinds of other great information on the website, InTheHouseShow.com. All right, so before the break, uh, we were talking about a caller uh, who had had uh, some uh, wood siding replaced. Uh, She, I believe, was on her sheds, Uh, but uh, this is a common issue uh, throughout the area where uh, water comes down uh, uh, from the edge of the roof, splashes back onto the house, and uh, causes, uh, if you have T-111 or wood siding, causes wood rot along the bottom edge. And so many times what people will do as, as a repair is you just cut out that wood, that rotted wood part, and it's, uh, replace it with uh, additional wood. Now, her question had to do with the caulking. Uh, she had had that repair done, and rather than install what's called a Z-flashing, a Z-flashing is a piece of flashing that tucks in uh, between the old siding, the top part of it, uh, tucks in behind it, comes out, and then ties the new piece of siding uh, together with it uh and uh it's called z flashing uh, in this case um uh irene the caller uh the person who she hired to do it did not install that z flashing they just caulked it uh and that caulking is not uh is not doing well and so Uh, Her question had to do with removing uh, the existing um, uh, the existing uh, caulking that was there. Uh, Scraping it is really the best is is really the best option. Um, I I usually will just take, especially if it's what you talked about, where Irene, where it was gooey. uh, You can just take a screwdriver or some other sort of hard um, uh, metal uh, uh, item and actually scrape it out. You want to have a towel in your hand. I usually like to wet. The towel. I think that it that it works better. And then once you get the large pieces off, um, acetone is a is a good material to get some of the uh, some to break it down, get some of that off as well to remove that caulking. Uh, and then I would recommend rather than just reculking it, uh, I would recommend using uh, the Z flashing instead. One of the other things I would look at is uh, the cost to replace it as opposed to repair it. Uh, before you do any sort of repairs, I recommend that you at least get a quote on uh, on what it would cost to replace it with uh, James Hardy, Hardy Board. The good thing about Hardy Board is that it does not rot. Uh, and so um, uh, the thing about wood is that wood exposed to the elements, it's going to uh, crack, it's going to deteriorate, it's going to rot over time. And so most of the time you do one repair here now Then you got to do another repair later on and another repair later on, and it just gets to the point where by the end of it, you look back a year or a couple years uh, with all the repairs you did, you could have just replaced it uh, with um – uh, with hardy board and not had to mess with it. So, uh, I, whenever you decide to do repairs or not, I'd always recommend that you at least get a quote on replacement. Uh, in our business, we do, uh, at, uh, universal roof and contracting. We are a, a hardy, uh, installer, uh, our office, uh, six, four, seven, 39 Oh seven again, six, four, seven, 39 Oh seven universal roof and contracting. All right, let's go back to the phones. Uh, let's talk to Robert in Mandarin. Uh, Robert, you're in the house. How can we help you? Hey, um, I'm,
3: I'm pretty sure this is in your line of work. Um, the chimney on my roof, uh, the siding needs to be replaced on all four sides. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about four-foot panelings on each side. It, yeah. it appears that the, the two-by-fours on the edges are good, but the paneling is probably T111, and it's rotting away. Um, Is this something that you do
0: all the time? Yeah, yeah, all the time. Uh, We do that type of work uh, literally day in and day out. So that is definitely in our wheelhouse. Let me ask you a question: How old is the actual roof?
3: Uh, Well, the roof itself was uh, was just replaced um, a couple years ago, so the the roof itself is brand new. Okay, pretty much.
0: So. The the thing about chimneys is that I mean, first of all, chimneys are one of the most susceptible areas for rot, and it's also one of the most susceptible areas for leakage. So the chimney obviously is you know it's it's the exhaust area for the fireplace, so it serves that purpose. Uh, And so the there's the siding itself, which is on the surface of the chimney, but then there's a piece of flashing, which is what ties the roof. To that chimney. There's a piece of L flashing that's behind that siding. The reason why I asked how old the roof was is because many times that flashing has to be replaced. Well, in order to replace the flashing, you have to t- have uh, sections of the roof off. And you have to have sections of the siding off. And so most of the time what we recommend is that when you replace the roof, you replace the flashing and the siding at the same time. So when somebody, whenever somebody calls me and asks me about replacing the siding, the siding on the chimney, I always discuss the roof with them because um, – the, it's a good idea to do both at the same time. And so because your roof is only a couple years old, it's really flexible and pliable at at this time. So I would want, Whoever you decide to call, whether it's us or whether you have somebody else come out, I would want for them to inspect that flashing to see what kind of condition that flashing is in. Right now, your two-year-old roof is very flexible and pliable, and so it may be a good idea to go ahead and tear into those shingles and replace that flashing at the same time as you're replacing the siding. And the reason is, is let's say that you replace the siding today. Well, let's say five years from now, you have some sort of problem with the roof in the chimney area. You would have to tear off all that new siding that you just put on in order to to replace that flashing. And so they just tie together. So whoever you have come out, I want you to have them take a look at the the flashing at the same time we are both roofing contractors and general contractors so we can do both we can do the siding and we can do the roofing work a lot of contractors aren't both but we we happen to be so uh, but I just want you to whoever you have come out I want you to have them take a look at that flashing to make sure it's okay okay could you give me your number again please sure our office number is 647 3907 and of okay. course, and area of course area code nine zero four. Yeah,
3: I'm sorry. One more quick question. Um, now, you do the work yourself, or, or do you have somebody else do it for you?
0: Like me personally, or our business? No, 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 no,
3: no, no. I, I mean, do. So if, if I hire you, are are your guys coming out, or or are you hiring somebody else to come out and do it? No, no,
0: no. I mean, you call us; we're coming out. And so we do. You know, we're general contractors and roofing contractors. And so there are some things that we do in house with in house employees, and then there's some things that we subcontract out. And a lot of times it depends on the on the schedule. What what we find is is that you know there's uh, that schedules are, are busy, there's rainy times of year where it's busier and then it's, there's the off-season where it's not, and so it depends on how much work that we have going on on whether it's an in-house employee or whether it's a subcontractor. Most of the time, you will find that it's in-house employees, but the, the either way, they're still my guys. Like, we're not picking up day labor on the side of the road. These are guys that work for me day in and day out, and there's in-house employees on site the entire time that we're doing the work. But but these minor repairs, these minor repairs like this, these are going to be my guys. These are not going to be um, uh, these are not going to be subcontractors. But I can tell you that. So, for example, a couple of years ago, I replaced my roof, um, uh, and I'm a roofing contractor, right? This is these are my guys that that replace it. I actually ended up having one of my sub crews replace it just because of the way the the schedule was, same quality of work. I still have my in-house employees overseeing them. But in business, we have to be able to expand and contract depending on how busy that time of year is. So I just wanted to be to be candid about the, about the process. So many times we have in-house people and sometimes we have subcontractors. Either way, they're still my guys, and either way, we, we have quality control to make sure that the work is done well and done right. So it's, it's more about the people than it is – whether it's a W-2 or 1099, so.
3: Okay, and I just want to, 647-3907, that's your phone number?
0: That's correct, 647-3907. thank you so much. Thank you, appreciate the call. Uh, Number to dial here with your home improvement questions, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. All right, let's go to Howard on the west side. How can I help you, Howard?
2: Uh, Good morning. Good morning. I'm uh, wanting to put an overhang on the front of my house in front of a double garage. Uh, I want to come out 10 foot and put uh, three columns up. Mm-hmm. How far past the columns can I go with an overhang?
0: Um, it, uh, spanning which way? Are you talking about the side part of the overhang, or are you talking about the the face of the overhang past the columns? Um yeah. Correct, yeah, the that, face. Where the face of the car. Drive under it. Sure. So it. Uh, it depends on the um, uh, on what the structure of the structural members are. So, so for example, let's say that you stick frame it. Uh, let's say that you use 2x6s or 2x8s. The engineer, uh, when they design that, would design how far uh, you can go. If it's pre-engineered trusses, you can usually go further. Uh, but you can do a 3-foot overhang. You can do a 2-foot overhang. You can do an 18-inch. You can do a 12-inch. Um, it just depends on how uh, how that is actually engineered. You have to use a different size structure depending on the overhang that you want to do. So what I would start with is I would say how much of an overhang do you want to do, and then you just de- des- decide to build the structure. The engineer designs the structure uh, in whatever overhang you want. Does that make sense?
2: What I had thought about doing was uh, using uh, two by eights on sixteen inch centers because I wanted a four foot overhang.
0: Two by eights, sixteen inches on center, and you want to do a full four foot overhang. I don't know that two by eights would would work structure wise to be able to do a four foot overhang. You'd have to you'd have to take a look at it. I, I, you'd have to have the the engineer. Decide, but I two by eights. If it's 16 inches on center, actually, you may be able to. I'd have to do calculations to determine it. But uh, either way, for this, you have to have a set of plans, and the plans have to be stamped by a structural engineer. So, um, so I would definitely ask that question. Uh,
2: but, another question I got is that my house is brick, mm-hmm. and where I'm going to attach it to the brick. What would be the best way, put columns up close to the house and set a beam on that or attach it through the brick? And through the inside, with either bolts or anchors of some kind,
0: yeah, if the existing wall can take the additional the additional structure, then it's always better to use the addition the existing wall as opposed to putting additional columns in so again, the engineer has to look at you know how big is the footer there and and you know and uh, can it withstand the additional structure of what you're going to put on top of it, but we'd always rather use an existing wall rather than than put additional columns in. Uh, just because aesthetics and and you know how it connects, but and then you'd probably end up doing a ledger board across there and then bolt that down into the existing uh, structure of that uh, of that brick wall that's usually how it would be done
2: okay, and that'd be something like a, a four by eight or four by six or something across there?
0: Yeah, the engineer would, would tell you exactly what is required. So they would do detailed drawings of each one of the transitions uh, based on the existing structure and what the load of the of the new structure that you're putting on. So, uh, Do
2: you do that type of work?
0: We do not. No, we do not. So,
2: uh, Do you know anybody that does?
0: I do. If you call my office um, uh, or actually email me, uh, and I'll send you the names of a couple people. Okay, uh, I'm gonna... And it's, it's Jared J A R E D, Jared, at universalroofjax.com. dot and of course Jax J A X. So,
2: I'll do that. I appreciate
0: it. All right, thanks, brother. Appreciate the call. Good luck with that project, man. If you want to take his line, he's not using it anymore. Number to dial three four zero one zero four five. You're listening in the house. We're going to take a quick break, come back into the final segment of this week's show. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Final segment this week's In the House with Ken and Jared. Thank you so much for joining me this Saturday morning. I know there's all kinds of stuff to do on Saturday mornings, and you chose uh, to listen to this show In the House, and I appreciate it more than you know. All uh, right, let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to James in Mandarin. James, you're in the house. How can I help you?
4: Good
2: morning. Thank you for taking my call.
0: My pleasure. How can I help you?
2: Considering building a home, and I'm looking at the idea of open-cell foam insulation for the attic and walls, and wanted to know what the pros and cons would be of, the, of that versus bat insulation and the effect it may have on the asphalt shingles and the potential for finding leaks in the distant future.
0: Sure. Uh, great question. I mean, I love uh, spray foam insulation uh, with certain applications. So at, for new construction, it's great. If I'm building a new house today, there's no doubt that I would use spray foam insulation because you can design the home from the beginning to make sure that all of the elements that you need with spray foam are there. So, uh, so. Uh, I like it um, you had, you had mentioned open cell there 's open cell versus closed cell. The theory with open cell is that if you do have a roof leak, then the water still passes through it uh, it 's it's not easy to pass through it whether it 's open cell or closed cell so obviously the best option is to not have roof leaks and then it 's not an issue uh, but so making sure that the roofing is done really well and, and you know taking out any uh, any areas having fewer penetrations uh, so that that way you have less holes which means you have less possibility for leaks uh but then when it comes to the insulation itself understand that the the spray foam insulation not only is it a does it restrict heat transfer but it also restricts air transfer from one area to the other and so the biggest thing that you have to be concerned about is you have to have an area for fresh air to come into the home um With a regular insulation system, there's a ventilation system, which is what allows the hot air out of the attic space. It also allows the bad air, like when we breathe out, or it allows the moisture, comes from cooking and bathing. The ventilation system, uh, attic ventilation system, allows all of those things to get out of the home. Well, with spray foam... You don't have that uh, there. The air is the house is sealed so tight that there's nowhere for that bad air to get out and nowhere for that fresh air to come in. So they have to design uh, some sort of fresh air exchange. There has to be an area where good air can come into the home and bad air can get out. Usually it's in, uh, it's part of the HVAC system uh, where they're doing some sort of fresh air exchange. So building a new house, if you're using spray foam, you must ask that question. How are you getting the fresh air in uh, to the home and bad air out uh, and make sure that it, the house is designed that way. And then also need to make sure that every room has a return. You have to make sure that the air is uh, is, is circulating through the house uh, to make sure that you don't get moisture uh, and humidity and um, stale air problems uh, because it can create a sick home syndrome. So that's Cliff Notes version. I could actually talk uh, 20 minutes uh, just about spray foam, but in general, uh, I like it. I think it's a good idea, especially with new construction. Thanks, James, for that question. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners. If if you want to call my business universal Roofing and contracting number 647-3907 Lo- love to be part of your roofing siding or window project also call renewal by anderson the best r- window replacement company 222-8064 thank you so much for listening god bless see you